only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Welcome. To the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast, where prepping doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Coming to you from a well-defended off-grid compound high in the mountains. Coming to you from his Florida room in Richmond, Virginia. Neither off-grid nor well-defended, unless you count as chickens and cats, here is your host, Keith. Everybody, this is Keith, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Episode 25. Today is November 28th, 2022. Just going to jump right into a few things. If you have been watching the news, there are a fresh set of protests across China. We have a lot of Chinese citizens that are protesting the zero COVID policy the lockdown, if you will, of several cities, several regions, a complete lockdown of citizens. And again, they call it the zero COVID policy. What they're doing, zero COVID meaning no new COVID cases. They're trying to do what they can to actually stop the transmission of any new cases. Officials have triumphantly declared Saturday that they have basically achieved a societal zero COVID, meaning there was no more community spread, that new infections were being detected only in people already under health monitoring, such those in a centralized quarantine facility. The pronouncement came as the nation set a new record for nationwide infections. So let me get this straight. China who basically, well, they're communist, and you can't trust a damn thing that they say, a bunch of fibber McFibber pants. They have proclaimed to the world that there were zero COVID transmissions, new transmissions in this little, this little time slot, and that the people that are currently ill are in a centralized quarantine facility, a.k.a prison camp. I have a hard time believing that a country of of a bajillion people forcing everybody to stay in their homes and not go to work and certainly not riot. Because when you riot, you're, you know, you're breathing heavy, you're running around, you're coughing. That's just the wrong thing to do. If you don't want to spread COVID, you don't riot. I watched some of the videos and it's really weird. Chinese citizens are running up and down the street clashing with police, clashing with military, knocking down these, you know, these barriers, these, you know, metal barriers with some sort of fencing, just to keep the people, you know, within the neighborhoods, within their apartment buildings. And then the police are running around in like these Tyvex suits with boots, you know, and they have the, uh, the sleeves are all duct taped to their gloves and they're walking around with these respirators on carrying these big sticks trying to hit people. It just... It's really, really weird. But again, none of these people that are rioting have COVID. The only people that have COVID, according to the Chinese, are the people that are in these prison camps. I'm sorry, centralized quarantine facilities. In the city of Xing, 
Zhao, that I probably mispronounced, these new restrictions are collectively known as, quote, mobility management to avoid a negative connotation associated with a lockdown. So the PR department got together and said, look, this whole lockdown word that the entire world has been using for going on three years now, that's a little, a little bit much. Let's call it mobility management. And this is set to affect more than 6 million of the city's 10 million residents. So the mobility management slash lockdown affects over half of the 10 million residents in this particular city. This figure includes thousands of disgruntled workers who protested late last Wednesday night at the Apple factory, well, the Apple supplier, Foxconn, the factory that supplies Apple with an awful lot of its cell phones. I had no idea that since these lockdowns, the Chinese, this company has been keeping these workers inside the factory, not allowing them to leave, not allowing them to see their family. Basically, they're locked in this huge warehouse and they're making iPhones 24-7. And apparently, Apple, I don't want to say Apple's turning a blind eye. Apple's turning a blind eye. Same as the NBA and several other corporations and other entities will absolutely ignore the human right violations that China has been committing for years and years and years. So apparently, some of the workers have now been allowed to leave the factory, and I read a report where Foxconn is actually paying some of these uh, workers to actually leave, to actually quit. Not sure how that's really going to help the PR, but, you know, Americans, we must have our iPhones, regardless if they're being assembled and manufactured by slave labor and people who are not allowed to leave the warehouse. So a lot of these protesters are calling for Xi Jinping's resignation. Here's a newsflash, folks. I don't think he cares. He is a ruthless dictator responsible for the slaughter of millions and millions of people. Do you really think that he's worried about several thousand people running up and down the street demanding his resignation? If I had to guess, that's falling on deaf ears. Let's switch over to the EU for a second. Several EU officials, both publicly and privately, have now come out speaking against the amount of money that the United States has been making during the Russia-Ukraine war. What a shocker. I have spoke about this podcast after podcast. The only people getting rich is the United States in industrial military complex and now some of the companies that provide uh, LNG liquefied natural gas we have a whole bunch of it and we're selling it to some countries in the EU however according to these EU officials these companies have inflated the price raised the price as we sell it to these European countries I knew this was going to happen I read a report where there are several, I guess they're tankers of LNG just like sitting off the coast waiting. These companies are waiting for the higher price. 
I don't know how they sell LNG. I don't know it's like by the cubic yard, the cubic meter, whatever. So whatever is X amount of dollars for so many cubic meters, they're waiting for the price to go up. So I guess, okay. So as it gets colder in Europe, people become a little more desperate for the fuel to heat their homes, heat their businesses, keep the country running. And here are these ships sitting off the coast. They're waiting for some sat phone call from some big fat cat CEO to say, okay, we got them now, boys. They're going to pay 15% more than they were going to pay last week. Send them on into port. As ridiculous as that sounds, it, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Absolutely does not surprise me at all. Now, I do have a family member over in Germany currently, and as far as heating and energy costs and things like that, I assume that if things start to get a little dicey over there, I will hear from them to maybe provide a little bit of an update. But from what I have seen, people in the streets, enjoying themselves, Christmas markets, going to work, public transportation, I, I haven't seen, at least on the news, or I haven't heard that it's really negatively affecting some of the countries in the e in the EU just yet but it certainly it certainly is a possibility now Nord Stream 1 and 2 are both down i forget which one was never actually operational i forget if that was one or two but there was the one that was sabotaged so neither of those neither of the Nord Streams are currently being utilized they're not in production the amount of money that Russia could be earning right now to fund their war against Ukraine is, ab is absolutely enormous. But they're not because those pipelines are not producing. However, there are some European countries that are still purchasing oil from third parties that's actually Russian oil. So I'm sure plausible deniability Hey, France, that's Russian oil. What? Wait, wait, wait. We got this from that country over there in Africa. We bought it from Ghana. I, I, I have the receipt. Well, Ghana's the middleman, and I don't know if Ghana's doing it or not. So sorry, anybody from Ghana that listens to my podcast. Actually, there's nobody in Ghana that listens to my podcast, so I can make fun of them. So the folks in Ghana are making plenty of money. The government's making plenty of money. It's kind of, be, kind of being the middleman between Russia and France in this case. I have no idea if France is, is uh, purchasing Russian oil through Ghana, but I like to pick on the French. And I'm looking at the uh, data here from the podcast, and definitely not anybody from France is listening to my podcast. So we can pick on them too. So countries are getting around the sanctions, you know, and I, you know, can you really blame them? So we're going to buy oil from Ghana at an inflated price, I'm sure. Or we're going to buy LNG from the United States at an inflated price. It's like price gouging. It's like when there's a hurricane coming through, you go to Home Depot and a sheet of plywood was $25 two weeks ago. And now there's a hurricane coming and now it's $55. So you've got, you've got price gouging all over the place. Let's talk about the rail strike or the potential rail strike. It was about a week ago, uh, one of the largest rail unions uh, refused. Um, they voted and they did not ratify this agreement that several other unions have ratified and have agreed to. 
Remember, all 12 have to agree to this for it actually to be put in motion and to avoid a strike. Now, they've been kicking the can down the road, you know, several weeks at a time. You know, they have a deadline here. And then everybody, you know, a lot of posturing, a lot of this and that. Ah. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, we'll go two more weeks. I know I spoke a few podcasts ago. I really believe, again, this is just a bunch of posturing. This is just a bunch of back and forth just to try to show the other side how serious the other side is. And the U.S. government has the ability of stepping in. In fact, uh, Biden has asked Congress to step in and pass some, I don't know, railroad choo-choo recovery act or something like that that will basically provide, will basically say, hey, this is what we're doing. Here's your money to the workers. Here's your money to the uh, the rail companies. Let's just put a kind of a stopgap on this and we'll we'll address this at a later date. Now, part of me says... There is no way that the government is going to allow or the Biden administration is going to allow the rail workers to strike. So hear me out here for a second. I'll need to adjust my tinfoil hat. I do believe this, and I'll I'll tie this into prepping here in a second. With the current administration, there's been no new oil leases. The Keystone Pipeline construction was halted by executive order on Biden's first day in office. And of course, no new oil leases. So in the previous administration, the United States was energy independent. With oil, we were actually selling oil to Saudi Arabia, if you can believe that. But that's been completely reversed. There's really been no significant policies or significant laws that have been passed in the last couple years to help curb or defeat inflation. So inflation continues. Part of me does not want to believe that the current administration is either dragging its feet to try to bring the economy down even lower or not as much dragging their feet, they're actually doing it on purpose. That's just, I don't want to believe that. But in the absence of any other information, I'm not seeing anything that says, hey, I'm bringing the price of gas down. And the price of gas is down a little bit, but it has everything to do with supply and demand. It's the holiday season. People are tightening their belts. And a lot of people are like, hey, you know, I'm not going to travel as far. We're not going to see grandma in, uh, in Iowa. We're not going to drive 12 hours to Iowa. You know, we're going to FaceTime or whatever grandma on Thanksgiving. So as demand drops, the price is going to drop. Demand goes up, the price goes up. So nothing's really being done to, by the administration, nothing's being done to actually bring down the price of fuel, the price of gasoline. So part of me does not want to believe it. But it wouldn't surprise me just to put the economy in a, in a, in a worse position, you know, as, as we go forward. Anyway, that's my conspiracy theory tinfoil hat blip for today. So, okay. Speaking of price of gas, three thirty-seven a gallon. About another, dropped another 10, 11, 12 cents uh, per gallon over the last uh, 10 days. 3.33 a gallon is still way too damn much money to be paying for a gallon of gas. However, that's what we've got. Okay, prepping. I know I spoke a couple podcasts ago that I was going to start taking my lunch to work to save potentially six, seven, eight, ten dollars a day that I was spending for lunch, and it wasn't every day that I was eating out. However, I think I've done pretty well. I don't think I, I, I don't think I've eaten out once. 
bringing my uh, lunch on a consistent basis. I did get my little dry erase calendar. I'm going to have that uh, mounted on the wall in the office, and I'm actually just going to, oh, I, you know, I did not spend $7 a day. I did not get my coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, so I saved $2.80, whatever it happens to be. So I'm going to get that up. I am going to start, I am going to start tracking that, and I'll let, you, I'll let you folks know how I am doing. The freeze dryer. Over the last several months, four months, five months, I have freeze-dried 60 dozen raw eggs. That is a lot of eggs. Those will be used for cooking, you know, dropping in the recipes, that sort of thing. So right now in the freeze dryer, I have 72, uh, yeah, 72 eggs in uh, the freeze dryer. So it's four trays. Each tray holds about 18 eggs, a dozen and a half eggs. Cooked them and I froze them overnight and I put them in the freeze dryer first thing this morning. And gosh, I put it in about six o'clock. So we're going on six, about 15, about, yeah, I guess about 15 hours now. And they're probably going to stop about the, about the time I go to bed and I get nice and relaxed. I'll, I'll hear the freeze dryer stop and the motor stop running. I'll be like, oh, here we go, you know. Here I go trying to, you know, stumble through the hallway, not trying to stub my toe on things to take the take the eggs out of the freeze dryer. And I don't know, I'm going to, I guess I'll drop them in a Mylar, a big Mylar bag tonight. I'll grab one of my big Mylar bags and maybe just vacuum seal it or something just to get, just to get it taken care of tonight. And then I'll, maybe I'll divide it up tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows what I'm going to do? We'll, we'll figure that out as I go stumbling down the hallway here in a couple, three hours. So yeah, more than enough raw eggs. And so now these will be cooked eggs that you just reconstitute with hot water. And I've never had them, but from what I've heard, they're actually pretty good. Some folks say you cannot tell the difference. Some folks say you can kind of tell the difference. But I haven't heard anything negative about reconstituting already cooked scrambled eggs. I did, on a Black Friday, I did purchase... The Instant Pot, I've been calling it Insta Pot. It's Instant Pot, they're like Pro Plus pressure cooker slash canner. Uh, checked out a bunch of YouTube videos and this particular model uh, received some pretty good reviews. So that is something that I am going to start doing. I'm gonna start canning. Have no idea what I'm gonna can first. It's gonna be very simple. We might do like carrots or green beans. Not going to get too crazy just yet with, you know, chicken breasts and that sort of thing. I'll, I'll, I'll slowly graduate up to, uh, you know, meat and poultry and stuff like that. So beans and carrots, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to keep it very simple to make sure I don't, I don't know, introduce botulism into the world or some new strain of some crazy virus. I don't want to get anybody any more sick than they are. Yeah, but that's about it. Um, I'm still on the Twitter. If you guys have any questions, you can always... Uh, reach out to me on the Twitter. You can always search the, uh, the Common Sense Practical Prepper podcast or prep underscore podcast is like the official, I don't know, tag name. I don't, I don't know. You can, you can search it either way. And like I said, uh, last podcast for the most part, I, I don't follow you know any political pundits or anybody like that. It's mostly just folks that are in the same, same kind of situation as I am, you know, just doing prepping. Uh, going to start uh, shopping actually out of my pantry, some of the canned vegetables, plenty of shelf life, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to start shopping out of my pantry instead of paying the inflated price that you currently find 
in the grocery store. And speaking of shopping in my pantry, let's talk about the pending food shortage or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't doubt what a lot of people are saying. I'm not talking about the, the doom scrollers and all those. Well, I was going to call them a bad name. All of those content creators that tend to uh, make things much worse than they are. You know, I wish I could make a YouTube video about something just pretty innocuous. And then for the title page, put it's too late. It's already started uh, Buy this before it's illegal. And then have like 250,000 views within 12 or 18 hours and actually just say just a bunch of nothing. Just say a bunch of stuff to get everybody hyped up so they run out and they go to your website and buy stuff. I, I, I wish I could do that. But again, I, I think it's even becoming more clear in my situation that the prepping that I'm doing is a hedge against inflation. I don't know if eight months from now there's going to be no corn you hear people talking about the droughts out west. Absolutely. Lake Bead barely has any water. Absolutely. Crops failing here. Cattle dying there. 100%. I get it. But I'm not seeing anything right now that leads me to believe there's going to be some incredibly crazy food shortage in six, eight, nine months. Now, inflation is going to be here for a long, long time. I get that. So as far as that goes... I'm in much better shape than I was a year ago. But Walmart has tons of food. Costco is just packed to the rafters. There's this one doom scroller on, uh, on YouTube. She goes into Costco and she like leans over her cart and she puts her, her, her camera like in the little top basket part. And she leans in and she's like, I don't see my brand of soap here. Or I think they're turning out the lights to save energy because they can't pay, they can't pay their power bill. These people just make this stuff up. I'm sorry to harp on this, but these are the kind of people they get two and three hundred thousand views, you know, and all the revenue generated from it. They're making themselves rich from just putting people in a panic. It gives preppers like me a bad name. And I'll have you know, I don't appreciate a bad name. I could give myself a bad name without even trying. I don't need I don't need anybody else's help. No, but that's where I'm coming from. I, I again I'm not an economist. I'm not a farmer. I'm just the guy that goes to Walmart and Costco, you know, and drives around and sees just food all over the place. I don't think I'm going to walk into Walmart one day and the shelves are going to be bare. Now, the railroad goes on strike. We've got a problem. If the diesel shortage that's not really a diesel shortage actually comes to fruition and there's no diesel fuel, that's going to be a problem for food at my Walmart. I, I think the the worst thing we have is continued inflation. The worst thing we have is people not being able to afford the food they could put on their table 12 months ago. Again, I'm not an economist. I'm not a farmer. Don't look to me for financial advice. I am just the guy that has two eyeballs and two ears. And I just go to stores. I see food. I hear people talk about food. We're not in the best of shape, but I don't think the world's coming to an end tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> All right, folks, you can find me on the Twitter. And as always, be safe, take care of one another, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast.
Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, help spread the word by leaving a rating and review.